When I had my heart attack, my unusually high blood pressure wasn't nearly enough to establish that my heart was having problems, and EKG proved that. In the same way, the breeding bird survey was not diagnosing many bird population declines. A second important tool for assessing population declines was developed by pioneers like Sidney Gotro of Clemson University, one of the first scientists to figure out that bird migration is visible on weather radar. Radar cannot identify birds by species, but does provide a good look at the magnitude of migration, providing gross numbers of individuals of general size categories flying over a given place at a given time. Looking at archived radar images, Gotro found that movements of migrating birds over the Gulf of Mexico had dropped by almost 50% between the 1960s and 1980s, and by another 50% in the following two decades. Some of his analysis was almost certainly imperfect, as every scientific study is, but his work provided powerful evidence that birds were declining much more rapidly than breeding bird survey data could suggest. Even though Gotro had been acclaimed for his pioneering work, some prominent conservation biologists disputed and even poo-pooed this major study. Like the ER nurse who tried to reassure me that my elevated blood pressure was probably nothing, these scientists' primary tool, the breeding bird survey, didn't show the same magnitude of loss. Unlike my nurse, who immediately accepted the EKG results, these scientists harshly criticized Gotro for being too alarmist. I quoted Gotro's work in my 2006 book, 101 Ways to Help Birds, which was panned by some of those same conservation biologists. Not only was I being alarmist, but my 101 ways focused on issues they, at the time, dismissed as trivial, such as cat predation, window collisions, too much beef consumption, mowing pastures during nesting season, and our driving habits. Their work focused on habitat loss. I hardly disagreed with them about the importance of habitat on breeding, wintering, and migratory stopovers, but I knew that other issues were also harming birds by the millions and even billions. A growing understanding of how to interpret weather radar, along with the development of modern Doppler radar, revolutionized the study of bird migration, making it possible to monitor even more closely the movements of birds through the atmosphere. Now, conservation biologists included in their arsenal of approaches to detecting bird population losses. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology, Colorado State University, and the University of Massachusetts Amherst have even developed a wonderful website, 
BirdCast, which forecasts bird migration movements based on radar information. It's invaluable for birders. We love knowing ahead of time the best days to get out there looking for newly arriving migrants. More importantly, conservationists involved in various lights-out programs can inform the public to turn lights off on major migration nights to protect nocturnal migrants from the very collisions so many scientists had once dismissed as trivial. eBird is also an important tool for assessing population trends. Like my echocardiogram, eBird provides nuanced information that can reveal how bird movements and numbers are changing over time, helping diagnose the problems they face. Its value will increase enormously over time as more and more birders contribute their data. Next time, I'll talk about the kinds of nuanced information eBird is already providing. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.